Yes, yes, people, we're back for another episode of Eyes on the Ball with your favourite boys, Darren, Daniel. Obviously, Josh is not about today, but we're still going to have a very, very good episode. All the same. Yo, juicy, I'm in a battle like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich. But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean. That's a one match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team. So I can't ride out for the team. If they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner. I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better. I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city, so civilly play. As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But all the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle. We get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamat C, we wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball, yeah. I got my eye on the ball. I got my eye on the ball. Darren, what are you saying, bro? I hope you're good. Hope you're blessed. How you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. Uh, just riding this high. Um, United bringing me joy, man. <laughs> I'm just grateful. I'm just nah, grateful. Literally, I'm grateful. Literally. What about you, Isan? Nah, I'm calm still. I'm calm still. There's a lot There's a lot to discuss. I mean, obviously, today's game was good. When these guys watch it back, it'll be yesterday's game. But yeah, today's game was good. Um, a lot more could have come out of it. But I mean, there's bigger conversations that I want us to have we today. Had. Um, got obviously some housekeeping. We've got some announcements coming your way. Um, it's all stuff to do with making this podcast better and more enjoyable for you guys watching at home. Appreciate you guys subscribing, doing all that good stuff. Look, on 80 subscribers now seems small, but to us it ain't small. So we really appreciate it. And we always like, fam, you can't even like knock on your humble beginnings. Like 80 is like you're growing in it, and it's just to see sure. the growth. And th- that's all we can ask for as guys who are providing content for you, man. But nonetheless, as we said, there's content to be provided. And yeah, man, the way I've kind of phrased today with the first topic is I just want to get your thoughts on Maradona in it. Diego Maradona, obviously, he was a guy, he sadly passed away, um, was a guy who did wonders for the game of football in terms of his talent. Um, not even looking at the off the field stuff now, just looking at the on the field things. Like his impact was, on the game, bro, it, you can't measure it. Fam, it's generational, it's, like it's, trickle down. It's a trickle down effect. Like exactly. it's a multiplier that you just can't measure, fam. Exactly, literally, and it's like what he was able to do with the football, with the ball, the game that we all love. What he was able to do on the pitch, like it's second to none, and. That's why when you look at all the tributes and what people are saying about him, it's not because he's dead that people are saying this about him. It's just being highlighted more because of what has happened, because he has sadly passed exactly. away. Fam. And as you said, that's what stands out to me. When you mm. watch the highlights, the um, the moments, the goals, it's like, this guy was doing this back then. Yeah. In a, so time, where, like the... in a time where he was probably getting kicked, harassed. <laughs> I, I saw one of the videos. <laughs> 
I'm sure you saw the video where he need that gun in the face bro, when he played bro. for Barca and that beef was he, so He nice. was ready, fam. He was ready. What? Like, when I saw that, I was like, right, this guy is a different kind of greasy. Different kind of greasy. But, um, yeah, the things that he could do with a football when you watch it back, the way he dribbled, because as we said, the, 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 the things weren't the same back then. The pitch was horrible. The boots were horrible. Guys were trying to dive at you with two feet and Donny was still dribbling. Running through players, scoring crazy goals. Um, I, I I love appreciating legends of the game. You know, when it comes to football, basketball, any sport, you have to understand, or not only understand, but appreciate the history of the game because mm. that's what that's what brought us to today's game. You know, there's the only reason why we see guys like Lionel Messi is because of Diego Maradona. Yeah, um, the evolution of the game. He is responsible for the evolution of the game, and um, it's sad to see him gone, but. We know that uh, the effect on the game that he he had will last forever. Hundred percent, and even to just add a word on him, I think the importance of a player like him is that, of course, yeah, he didn't give birth to the footballers we see today. But at the end of the day, he is who these footballers were watching. Like for yeah, us, right. we were typing in Ronaldinho, we type in Messi, we type in Cristiano Ronaldo. Who do you think those players were not typing in, but those that's who they were they looked up to because obviously maybe there wasn't internet back in the day, but that's who they looked up to. Um when they were hearing things on the radio, seeing things on the TV, if you were fortunate to have a TV, that's what they had to aspire to, bro. We're seeing this guy do a madness on the pitch. Like, I wanna do that, you get what I'm saying? And it's like there aren't enough words for me personally to describe a player and a talent like Maradona, do you get what I'm saying? And the, bro, people bro, aren't bro. being sympathetic when they say he is one of the best to ever do it. He is genuinely one of the best to ever do it. Fam, and, you proved it, fam. Yeah. You proved it. The resume speaks for itself. 100%, man. 100%. And all props to him. Um, our love goes out to his family, of course, and to everyone who was close to him. So, yeah, definitely one who will be, who will never be forgotten. Never. Let's just put it like that. And, and not only him as a figure, but as I said, the the football that we see of today, he is one of the key pillars of that. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? As far as dribbling, you know, taking guys on, um, one two stuff like that. He's just a special player, fam. And um, as you said, man, uh, shouts out to his family. Hope um, you know we're praying for them and uh, yeah. As I said, he's a legend of the game, man. You have to appreciate uh, the legends of the game. Definitely, man. One of the best to ever touch a football. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it ties in nicely with the way that I phrased what I wanted to speak about. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what you guys think in the comments if you want to um, shout us as well on Twitter to, to, to have a discussion with us. But it it speaks to how the game has evolved. And in today's day and age now, we don't see many players not that we don't see a maradona but we don't see a 10 the traditional 10 play no no one plays that 10 position anymore where you've got a maverick who you literally say mm -hmm. a basketball term ah my best player go to work just go to when you get mm -hmm. the ball go to work do your do your thing in it do like what you Ozil, Schneider, yeah 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 Kaka, them guys them you get what i'm saying them guys there and when i look at the players in this league who i would consider tens and over the years as well on the prem you look at guys like coutinho you look at ozil like mentioned hammers now Grealish, 
Foden to an extent, De Bruyne, David Silva, Pogba, guys who I believe were always capable of playing the 10, but because of the demands of the Premier League and how systems and styles have changed, you have to be able to do the defensive work as well as the attacking work. Do you get what I'm saying? And I just wanted your thoughts on why you think the number 10 position died, basically. Like, why, why are teams no longer having a system built around the talisman, the best player, where you can get so much out of that player and get so much out of your team? Or would you say it's just a football cycle? Like, what do you think? Is it gone for good, football cycle? What do you think? No, I don't think it's gone for good. I think the the cyclical aspect is definitely true because that's the, the case with most things in life, you know. Um, uh, there's a cyclical nature. And um, I think it's definitely reduced, you know, the um, the use of the number 10. A lot of teams like to pay now a 4 3 3 or even a 5 at the back. <clears throat> I think the emphasis is more on uh, width now, do you know what I mean? Rather than having a guy in the hole that can um, dictate play. A lot of the emphasis now is having, you know, full-backs or wide men that can um, create chances for a striker, get crosses in the box and be effective that way. But I think we still have guys like Thomas Muller, who um, I, I believe he's one of the, like, he's a throwback player. Do you know what I mean? He can play in a number of positions, but uh, as we see last season, even this season, he's playing number 10, and getting 20 plus assists still showing that there's still value in that position but um I, I don't know man i think it's managers as you said uh guys like Grealish, Foden, um the man there a lot of them are shifted out wide um, i think it's because as i said uh, teams like to play more of a three-man midfield like to pack the midfield um also you know number 10s aren't known for what they do defensively you were saying it's it's hard to ask your your, your talisman to contribute to what you're what you're doing defensively, mm. and um, do you know what I mean you don't want ten guys doing the defensive work. You want your whole team um, working together offensively and defensively. But um, as I said, I think it is cyclical to, to, to an extent. But then you still have a, a guy that's that is a talk of the town right now and can't stop scoring. Bruno Fernandez, he's showing that there's still value in the position. But, um, mm. yeah, I just think it's, it's a cyclical nature. And uh, I think the main aspect, actually, is the fact that it's a copycat. You can't say it's a copycat league, but it's a copycat sport. You know what I mean? Liverpool had success with a 4-3-3. Mm. Um, Barcelona have had success with a 4-3-3. Real Madrid has success with a 4-3-3. A lot of teams have, you know, that have been successful at the highest level, they're going with the 4-3-3. So, yeah. you know, it trickles down. And that has an effect on the lower levels and the lower teams and stuff like that. So I think that's a lot to do with it. But um, as I said, I believe it will come back around. You know, those kind of players, if they're there, you have to you have to get the best out of them. And um, we're seeing that with the likes of Bruno Fernandes. Mm. I think there's there's a. Dead what about you though? How? Do, yeah, I'll, I'll pose the same question to you. And how do you feel about like why do you feel like it's a dying breed? No. I... I think for me, firstly, with what you have said, like there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, um, one thing I definitely agree with is that football is a copycat sport in terms of how the big teams are doing things. Everyone else thinks that that is the way to go. Yeah, exactly. And I think if I am to respond to the question and give my take on it, I think that's where the problem is. The fact that it is a copycat sport, the fact that people think that someone else's blueprint adapted to you is necessarily what 
takes you to the promised land and whatnot. Um, it's it's a bit like um, how football has evolved so much that playing out of the back is literally pressed, impressed upon all players from academy level. England took it, do you get what I'm saying? And they're making sure all their centre-backs can play. And that's why then the art of defending is then, like the balance is then shifted kind of thing. So I, I'm not, the thing is, I'm not against the 4-3-3. Like the full three three emphasizes hard work in your midfield. If you don't have hard work in your midfield, then you 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 can't play that formation. Simple, just plain and simple. And you also have an extra striker. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? But then when I look at and it's easy because it's the most prevalent example in my head. But when I look like look at a team like Arsenal now and they're playing the full three three and they're literally one of their main or their most blatant source of issues is their lack of creativity coming from the midfield. It makes you wonder, surely you could create a formation which allows you to get creativity onto the pitch and and maximises the creativity within your squad. Even if you're not using Ozil, for example, maybe a situation where Danny Ceballos is closer to the striker and he he's offered room to roam and get the ball, feed in. Just get your attacking players closer to the goal and your main player in Abameyang around the the hub oh, guys of that creativity. Can, that can, guys that can feed him, yeah. Do you know what, what I'm saying? saying? So, but yeah. j- just to interrupt here, yeah. I was speaking to Manu like, a couple of minutes ago. I was saying the Ozil situation is destroying Arsenal's season and that, that documentary is going to be flames. Mm. <laughs> that, that's, no, no, that's, no. that's all I have to say regarding that. Totally, totally agree, man. And I mean, it's, it's good that you mentioned Ozil because... Obviously, I used Arsenal as an example, but he's literally the example of the 10 who has kind of um, meandered after his first two seasons, I would say, at Arsenal, kind of wandered around the club and you you haven't seen his purpose. And it's literally uh, a thing where 10s now have been asked to either adapt or, bro, find your way out of the game kind of thing. One matter's a good example as well because... What he was doing at Chelsea was ridiculous, bro. Johnny was giving you 20 assists, yeah. 15 goals, stuff like that. But then uh, as time passes, he gets shifted out wide. Even if it doesn't really make much sense to play him there, it happens. You know, just so before you make your next point, yeah, I think on. a lot of managers and teams, they, they want to prioritise versatility. I don't think they like guys that play only one position. Mm. I think that's a lot of the reason why. Number tens have been shifted out, um, you know. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of the system, and but it's like, like what I said, didn't it? The 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 main like point that I'm making from this, and why I believe tens are no longer in the league or no longer successful, um, and are required to adapt, is because of the pressures of being a manager. A manager is so pressured that they will basically take what someone has done and try and do that themselves because they've seen someone else do it and because it's worked they've seen all right cool i need to get myself out of the hole i'm in so let me try to take this and implement this in it do you get what i'm saying i think the part even the perfect example of it is it veers away from the 10 just a bit but when conte came in and won the league with the three at the back you see teams now across the league were Banging out free at the back like it was yeah. no man's business. Do you get what I'm saying? Everyone was doing it. United were doing it. Um, City, Pe- even Pep. Pep Guardiola started, started playing. Free at the back. 
you get what I'm saying? When he first came. So it's, it makes you wonder, like, that's the, that's that's what's happening. When when managers feel under pressure, when they're seeing or when they're seeing that their style might not be working, they look towards styles that are working or have worked for someone else. And they start, regardless of what the players yeah, they yeah. have, the, 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 the kind of squad they have, they will just do that because they think, ah, cool, it might work for us. That's why, for me, I hope it's cyclical. I don't know if it's cyclical. It could be done forever. Like it, because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. With this, I new just age, feel just, like there's, the, there's just one, be... just quickly, just quickly. With this new age of attacking football, I hope the ten does come back because right now we're seeing an uh, an age where defending isn't even prioritized like that. So if defending isn't being prioritized, I think you can get the best out of um, your attackers, any squad. If you've got someone who has the ability to play the ten and play the ten well, which is the most important thing, whether they can play the ten well then I think exactly. it's something that can be introduced back into the game with wingers and your striker. Exactly. I think it's when a crop of players emerge that are good enough to force a manager to give them a free roll, I think that's when, you know, um, the cyclical aspect will kick in. Um, I think Foden, fam, because um, City's last game, I believe, to be fair, they blew out um, Burnley. Burnley. But um, in some situations, um, Pep will try to play Foden on the wing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, same with Jack Grealish, you know, I, I, I think he's a 10, but he gets shifted out to the wing. I just feel like th- those guys are game changers. Like, they can be central cogs to a, to a team. But yeah. um, I think when they're thriving, regardless whether they're playing the 10 or not, do you know what I mean? Because even guys like Hammers, Hammers plays on the wing most of the time. Yeah, but yeah. obviously what he does is very, it stays the same. So um, I feel like, you know, if... The production of those guys starts to stale, then I think managers will understand we have to make an adjustment. We have to get the best out of those guys, and the way you do that is giving them a free roll. I think the perfect example of that is Bruno. You yeah, know I mean we don't um, we don't try to shoehorn Bruno in other um, positions and stuff like that, and that's very rare. A lot of a lot of players they're asked to play in different positions. Maybe um, during a game, you know, Bruno might get shifted out to a right right wing, something like that, but. Yeah. He always bang um, number ten, um, and I think it's because he's proved that he can. He's carrying us in that position. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But as I said, with guys like Foden, um, you know, emerging talents, I believe it will, um, you know, come back around. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if it does because, like we were saying about Maradona, I mean, I'm not saying that the the next Maradona is in England or is in someone's academy and whatnot, but. At the end of the day, you don't know what kind of player you could possibly produce if you you nurture him and you allow him to continue expressing himself and allow the freedom to to do certain things. Look, at the end of the day, of course, different circumstances, and I'm not trying to compare it, but Maradona was allowed to be Maradona because coming up, the coaching systems, whatever whatever team he was on, he wasn't being asked to do um, the defensive work exactly, for a exactly. team like wasn't asked to yeah, track yeah. the opposing team's winger do you get what i'm saying exactly. and Before it's that. just yeah yeah and it, it it just goes to show that these 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 type of players yes they are gems and they're very rare but when they do come along don't don't switch them don't change them because exactly you could, That's be, what I'm saying. You could be actually being the enemy of your own progress do you get what i'm saying but you know what I think another aspect to it is um I feel like 
there's been uh, this generation, if we actually deep it, um, not it, obviously a lot has changed in football, fam. We we say DM centre mids, but I feel like centre mids, as far as number eights in the current um, generation, are that's where the talent, a lot of the talent is right now in terms of well, not currently, but you know the past five ten years in terms of Modric, Cruz, Iniesta, Xavi, um, Pogba, whoever you want to say, and. Managers want to get two of those guys on the pitch at once, the same way Pep did with um, David Silva, De Bruyne, the same way um, Real Madrid did it with um, Cruz and Modric. Um, it, Barcelona did it with Javier Iniesta. I think teams want to play one sitter rather than um, two, because obviously with the num- if you're bringing on number ten, you, traditionally you're going to have two sitters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're like playing a different type of lineup, and I think um, the the quality of players that are in the number eight role has um, obviously superseded the quality of players in number ten. So the adjustment is uh, made as far as you want to get as much as many of your best players on the pitch as possible. Boom, let's play one sitter and two, two um, attacking midfielders basically. Yeah, no, but then again, yeah. you might some people might regard them as tens anyway. Do you know what I mean? It just depends on the way you see the game. No, definitely. I think that's an interesting observation as well because if you look across the league, um, most teams, if not like probably I'd say eight percent of teams in the Premier League, um, exclusively play the four three three, like one sitter, two eights, two wingers, and a striker. Um, yeah. I mean, not too long ago, in another in another age of Premier League football. They were pl- every team, if not if not if not eighty percent, fam, almost a hundred percent of the teams were playing the four four two. You had a balanced four in midfield, and that's, that, fam, yeah. that's like the foundation of football, fam. Four four two. Yeah, and it just shows how much tactics have evolved and how much managers are are thinking way more and thinking outside the box, thinking of new ways, inventive ways to try and exactly. beat their. I opposition. think a lot of it also comes down to the talent. Though. Do you know what I mean? The, mm. Where is the talent, and that's where you. You build your team. If you know, boom, I've got wide men that are super productive. You're gonna um, set up set up in a way that you can get the best out of those guys. Just you just have to adapt to the to the talent that you have. I think it's it's an interesting take for me. I'm not I'm not saying that um, the the four two three one is necessarily the formation to go back to because I do understand that there, there are a lot of limitations to it. However, I mean, look, when, when Chelsea won the league under Mourinho. Um, it was Fabregas and Matic playing together. Do you get what I'm saying? And that was a pair that was um, different in many respects. You had the one cleaner, athletic, did his job, just just moved the ball when he when he won it back. And then you had the deep line playmaker who was able to spray the ball. He had the freedom of the park to do what he wanted and whatnot. Yeah. And then you have your ten, you have your wingers, and you have your striker. And really and truly, you never needed production from the fullbacks. It was major, like majorly down to the the centre of the park, and then your attackers in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the attackers in it. But now it's the fullbacks that need to attack. The wingers need to attack. And I think that's where the defending thing comes from and stuff like that. But yeah, aside from that, though, the main point is for me, I think that a lot of teams have not been able to put together a good plan when they've had the resources to do that. I think they've they've been the enemy 
of their own success. They've they've literally been sabotaging themselves. They've had players to play certain roles, to play certain positions, especially that 10. I'm talking about that 10 role, where there's someone who is ready to take that next step, but they haven't coached him or they haven't been able to allow him to take that next leap. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's my basically... What, my would you player. say Paul Pogba is the perfect example of that? Because some people say, um, obviously, his um, best position is in a three. But my thing is, like, He's versatile. Like he's not. You can't tell me Paul Pogba can only play one position. But then that's the that's the, I mean? that's the that's the that's the he he doesn't have to only play one position. But every player needs consistency in one position, no, no matter who you are. Like uh, like yeah. I don't care if even Messi and Ronaldo. Like when Ronaldo was bagging goals when he was being a top marksman, of course Ronaldo would still always get goals. But when he was becoming a goal scorer, how did Real Madrid maximize his goals? They consistently played him up front. They said he's going to be the main man now up front, and they just changed. But that's what I'm saying. We didn't Matt. do that with Pogba, as far exactly. as and that's when the he point came, of, we didn't have a plan. No, exactly. Mean, that's, the, that's, that's the point I'm making, isn't it? Like, yeah, not just the fact that you didn't have a plan as to where you wanted to play him. That's one thing, not having a plan. But when you have the player now and you look at him every single day in training, you should then be getting an idea of where you want to play him, even if you didn't have a plan before. And if 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 and for me personally, seeing Pogba and how, how good he is, I think the transition was easily to play him in the number 10. Someone who can score, someone who can... Mm. Look, I don't want Pogba anywhere near my goal. Like, the turns and all of that, it's all nice and that. But fam, I don't want him losing the ball in my in my half. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I want him doing damage in the, other teams, in the other team's half. And it's like... The, obviously, we're using Pogba as the, as the example. He... he because he was, he's the failed experiment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the the perfect like, not like a perfect example of how it can go wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's got the skill set of a number ten. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Have to let a guy be himself. And it's even Uh, his skill set. His skill set was even unique. Like, look, he's six foot. He has the technical ability of someone with like who's like five foot five with a low center of gravity. Like, like he's he's that good, and it's it's. It's it's actually so mad how we're talking about the like the dying breed of tens and there was literally someone staring smack bang smack bang in your face who could play that role if you created a system where he was playing the ten and then you build around him and then build a team around him and it could have been very very successful but it just didn't happen and like here we are today do you get what I'm saying so boy boy that's that's not a sad fan because. Do you know what I mean? It, it feels like he has been. I don't. I, I blame Manchester United to be honest, because if you, as we said, you, if you, if you have a guy of that talent, mm. you put him wherever he's at his best, and you roll from there. I think yeah. um, the fact that he's been at the club for so long, and we still don't know his best position. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Poor. Like it's poor. that's embarrassing. It's and poor, it's, it's as simple as that, man. No, definitely, definitely. But yeah, once again, look. We just got to appreciate Maradona. Maradona was allowed to thrive. He was allowed to 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 be the best he could be, and that led him to being one of the all-time greats in football, if not the greatest. I mean, there's going to be people out there who will say he's the greatest, and who are we to tell someone who watched this man firsthand that he's the greatest of all time? Do you get what I'm saying? If that's if that's if that's what they think, that's what they think. I'm sure Messi would say he's the greatest. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man. Like teams need to rethink and just understand that 
when you do get these players, these once in a lifetime players, like make use of it, man. Don't don't let them go to waste, man. And it's it's just sad to see. And just a word again on Urzel, it's just sad to see again on a, a guy like him. Look, I don't care about Arsenal in it. That's not the team I support. However, as a lover of football, you want to see the best players play football. As much as we hate guys winning, um, when when Ronaldo at, was at United, yeah, of course, uh, guys wanted their team to win, but there's guys out there who are Ronaldo fans that didn't have to be Man United fans. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like sure. we can appreciate good players, and Urzel is a good player who great player who, who yeah, he's a great player who needed um, who needed support, and he just hasn't got that, and just hasn't received that, especially for what he has shown. It's not like he hasn't shown it. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh. He's literally shown it. And he's not receiving um, that same support. Yeah, just to make my last point on it, uh, similar to what you said, um, it shouldn't be a copycat, um, you know, approach. That shouldn't your coaches should adjust to your talent. Do you know what I mean? If you have a fullback that is a beast going forward, don't have a problem banging a five at the back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Don't don't be fearful of that because he's gonna make it worth it. I think the whole um, the copycat league because we've seen it with the Warriors. You know what I mean? Um, the Rockets tried to copy what the Warriors did in terms of just launching threes. Oh. That's not how you be successful. You adjust to your talent. And um, I think it's sad that United haven't um, been able to do that with Pogba, man, because the, the, the return could have been amazing. But, you know, we, we never got to see it. Yeah, man. But, yeah, let's let's see what happens, man. Let's hope, let's hope it's cyclical. Let's hope the next bag of managers experiment and and decide, yeah, it's time to bring back the 10 position. And we'll see if we were right, if, if these are the players to take your your team forward, That's isn't funny. it? But yeah, moving on to, um, let's say something more in our faces, something that you probably like, you know for sure. Um, the league and how the league is, is panning out. We're seeing the big the big game of the weekend was probably Tottenham Chelsea. Not probably it was Tottenham Chelsea. Um, yeah. Obviously, coming from a rival fan, less so about the game, but more so about what it means, in your opinion, for the rest of the league. What What was your take in your eyes as a Man United fan? What was your take on Tottenham Chelsea, top of the league? Plan? I was chuffed. Mm. I was chuffed in terms of um, both of you men drop points and. Um, Points are coming at a premium right now, man, because teams are dropping points like it's nothing. And, uh, you know, anyone can beat anyone. So it's like points are... A draw right now is not a good result. Do you know what I mean? No matter who you're facing. So um, I feel like it was a, a sort of blown opportunity from both sides, you know, to, to make a statement, not only in terms of um, picking up points, but also in terms of uh, confidence and in terms of, um, you know, just, just proving to be a contender but um as for chelsea we're actually three points off them now with a game in hand so i think that just speaks to the uh, you know the craziness that is the league because we were so down about the way we started our season but now it's like what we're three points behind chelsea with a game in hand like was, it just doesn't make sense to me but um yeah yeah i think it was a it was a dropped opportunity from from the two that from the two of you guys and um it's going to be interesting to see how things go moving forward because yeah. um i think it's literally about because arsenal were like arsenal are rubbish but i think they're like 15th and they're only like a couple points behind us 
yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything's so packed in the middle right now. So it's like these next few weeks are going to be huge, especially the yeah, Christmas yeah. period. So, January is um, when the the league will stretch out in it, and yeah, st- do you know what I mean. That's when we'll start seeing the the separation. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, um, yeah, but I'm happy you man blew that open, blew that opportunity to um, make a statement. Yeah, I mean, I see it. I, the way I the way I saw it is, I'm gonna use the Tammy chances. So Tammy had about three. I'd say that there were more than half chances, but not clear cut chances, like not open goal misses. Um, but they were three very, very inviting openings. And the reason why I'm using that chance to reflect a bigger kind of picture is that, like, titles are won in in moments, do you get what I'm saying? And it's whether the players who are playing take those moments that come to them. It's not. It doesn't happen every game. Look, Tammy's played well. He deserves to start. It's not something to overreact as well. It's not something to say, ah, oh, doesn't deserve to be in the team now. Fam, b- big credit to him for getting in those positions. But now we're getting to a time now where as you, your, your team matures, it's not good enough to just be in the position. Getting to the position is one thing, but finishing the chance is another. And in the grand scheme of things, again, it's a bit like what Lampard said. It's... it's, it's it's hard to judge how bad a point this is. Like, I don't want to... People are saying... like, like, And it's good that you said it because it just shows perspective, depending on who you are, what people think. You said it's a point that, like, it's two points dropped for the big teams, especially because Liverpool dropped points as well. Um, Arsenal mm-hmm. dropped points. All the big, Most of the big teams dropped points. Mm-hmm. But then for, for another fan, it's like... This is definitely a big point. Like in a big game, you don't want to lose. You get a point. Mourinho saw it that way. From when exactly, you, from you know, get Ben saying. Davis to close out the game. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like it's just it's literally down to perspective. And for me personally, the reason why or why I think we might look back not not to say that this Tottenham game is gonna be the reason why we win or lose the league, but when we look back on it, for me personally, the reason why we won't win the league is because I just don't think we're ready as as a as Chelsea, we're not ready yet because I just think sometimes in the big moments we let ourselves down. Not not to say to that... Follow up, to follow up, just to ask a question. Olivier Giroud, do you feel like he should be starting over Tammy Abraham? Because when you speak about we're not ready, you know, um, you know, as you said, yeah, you're not ready. Giroud is a guy that's done it at the, the biggest stage. Uh, World Cup finals, you know, um, he's been there, done that. Do you feel like he could be a guy that if he gets more of a role, you um be more likely to compete for the league? I don't know. I don't like, he so. saved your season last season as well. Yeah, but I don't know, though. I don't think so. I, I think it's easy to say, yeah, bringing in Giroud is, is the answer. But, like, it's not like... This is not the first time we've seen Giroud be a very good sub um, substitute. Like, when he's been asked to start, like, ask the Arsenal fans, they always say Giroud is the reason why we didn't win the league, whether that's true or not. Like, he did miss chances, do you get what I'm saying? So it's not like Giroud, when he comes in, won't miss chances. I'm just saying, I don't think... They um, wish they had Giroud now, boy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Giroud in that team probably wouldn't score a lot of goals, do you get what I'm saying? But for me personally, it's not necessarily switching the personnel. It's not the personnel. That's not the reason why I think we might not win the league. I, th- I think we can do it, but if someone was to put a gun to my head and was to say... Are Chelsea going to win the league? I'll say no. And the reason why I'll say no is because I just think 
sometimes as a squad, it's not even about adding new players. Sometimes you just need that year to mature and just to become a better unit as a team. Just and chemistry. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just chemistry. Like, yeah, we've been winning games, but you could tell by the passiveness and the, the cautiousness and approach that there was still that just a tad bit of doubt there. And that bit of doubt is what separates the champions from the guys exactly. who finished second or third. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, that's what it literally comes down to. Like, for example... Werner only, who was quiet in the game, who only had one real chance of note, which was offside, but he finished that chance. That's what I wanted from Tammy. I wanted him to just finish a chance. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, and this is what we were saying. Like, Werner's the type of player who works on moments. Once he gets his chance, like he he's he's just a goal scorer. He doesn't really add to the general play, but if you give him a chance, he normally finishes it. Obviously, yeah, we've been talking about um, him missing chances. We had a conversation about that. But I'm telling you, like, for free, like, if this guy is producing when he's not even in form, what's going to happen when he's in form? Like, it's going to be deadly, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it could yeah. be a thing where he becomes deadly when the team matures. And that's fine with me. Like, I don't think there's a rush. On another podcast, I did say this is the season to win the league for whoever. Whoever wants it, whoever can put up a run of games, but at the same time, I think that's still true, though. No, it is. It definitely is. It definitely is. Even for United, like even United, United fans, if you tell them, "I can you win the league," they'll say no as well. But at the end of the day, look, I I can't say for sure Liverpool or City will win it. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't. I don't. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, I'm saying so. Yeah, man. That's that's literally me on on the. On the, on the idea of the points thing. It's like what I said with the Man United game when Chelsea played United. Building blocks, man. That's the most important thing in any side. Look, everyone's so f- quick to focus on the fact that um, the points were dropped. But look, one big thing, and Tottenham can even um, like marvel at this as well, bro. Keeping clean sheets. It's not easy in this day and age to keep clean sheets. I keep saying it. To keep your defence solid, to keep them tight, to get them making clearances to get them to make clearances to get them to not make mistakes look how many times have we said ah it wasn't the manager's fault it was individual errors Mm -hmm. fam we want to cut that out and how do you cut that out getting confidence in your back line and look mendy has only played six games and has five clean sheets he's got the most clean sheets in the league right now and i think he's a real challenger or someone who can actually one thing i can say for certain is mendy can get the golden glove and if he does by the end of the season, I'll be calling him, what, top three keepers in the league, 1,000%, if not top two, because I think Edison has definitely regressed. Do you get what I'm saying? So, like, for me... No, you got to stick to the... Um, that's the... That, that's the, what has worked for you, man. And that um, keeping clean sheets has been a blueprint for you yeah. to, concede, to um, be successful. So. And keeping clean sheets is what win, wins you leagues. Ask Mourinho if all he thinks... And especially, this is what I keep saying, especially in today's day and age, where... Goals are literally flying in left, right, and center. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. Well, you spoke on um, building blocks. Um, listen, we're building some blocks over over in Manchester, man. At least yeah. the red side, you know, Manchester's red. But um, uh, listen, um, that's four wins on the spin for us. We've got um, PSG coming up. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Oli, man. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, we were trash in the first half. I disagree. I think it's, um, we made, as you said, football's about moments. And we made um, mistakes in big moments of the game. You know, we conceded um, the corner. On the corner, um, 
the zonal thing I do not believe in. I'm not believing in zonal marketing. Uh, You've got Harry Maguire. We bought him to be, you know, a, a beast of the air and he's marking nobody. It doesn't make sense. We've got Rashford and Tellers on the front post when you've got men like Bednarek and uh, Vestergaard eating over them, man. So the zonal thing needs to go. But as I said, um, I, I believe we played good football, um, mostly in the first 20 minutes, half an hour. And we were pressing up high. We were winning. We were beating them at their own game. We weren't allowing them to press us um, against our defence. We were winning the ball back high up the pitch. Um, we weren't creating a boatload of chances, but uh, we had most of the ball. Um, and we were playing good football for once. Donny van der Beek, I believe, is uh, a revelation. Like, he needs to be starting every week for me. Um, I compared him to Carrick. Yeah, and we yeah. haven't had a guy like um, that uh, since Carrick. A guy that, firstly, is just a basis. Forward passing. It's simple, but it allows the guys in front of you to have a platform to go and succeed. Bruno doesn't have to be, you know, breaking the arm and a leg just to put put um, a striker in. He's running at the defence. It could be one pass, uh, something simple to create a chance. I think um, Van der Beek is a key moving forward, man. Um, he complements Bruno for me because um, he's more of a conservative midfielder, whereas we know Bruno has no fear. He goes for anything. Yeah, um, but I think uh, what's important is that, um, and it links kind of what the, to the theme um, of what we've been talking about. But I've al- I've always said, look, I'm 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 in favour of chance creation over ball retention every day of the week, innit? and that's what Bruno is. I don't care if my star man has a poor game if he's still able to produce numbers and win me games. Look, everyone's gonna say Cavani was the main man, but nah, Bruno was the main man again for me. And that's that, look. Anyone could, you could disagree with me. That's fine. And of course, you yeah, yeah. there to finish, and that's fine. But how I saw the game, look, Cavani don't get those chances if Bruno is not in that team. And that's how I see it, plain and simple. And why Bruno is so good at what he does is because even when he is playing poor, he is still attempting. He is still trying to create chances. Like creating chances is poss- possibly probably one of the hardest things to do in football. And that's yeah. what Bruno does. Like, like it's it's war. To, to counter your point, not to counter, yeah, yeah. just to just to touch on what you said. I just feel like because I, I don't like getting bunched in with the people that are like uh, hating on Bruno and stuff like that. I'm just a guy that knows what he's capable of, and when he's making silly mistakes, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, all hell, Bruno," because he gets me a goal or assist. I understand and I appreciate the value of those goals and assists, but at the same time, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. The two things you said ball retention and chance creation. They actually go hand in hand. That's what I'm saying. A guy like Donny van der Beek needs to play because he gives you the ball retention. Bruno gives you the chance creation. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. They actually go hand in hand. And um, I'm trying to think of the other point you made that I wanted to come up. Um, that, uh, Bruno being the main man, I have to disagree. It was that game had Cavani written all over it. And you said um, Cavani don't get the chance if not for Bruno. Um, the first um, goal that actually got us back into the game, Cavani gave the cross to Bruno. Do you know what I mean? I, f- uh, I, I love Cavani, man, but obviously based on this game. But yeah, but it's, he, it's he still, gave the cross to Bruno. Still, still you know needed, it, it wasn't a cross of um, like, oh, this cross has split open the defence. It was There were still no. bodies in front of Bruno, do you get what I'm saying? And then but the issue is the how Cavani... many guys in our team make that pass? 
Oh, come I don't on, think man. I number. disagree. Disagree. Bruno can Bro. make that pass. Pogba can make that pass. Van yeah, but Bay Bruno's not going to be out on the out on on the right feeding on the like, counter attack. He could be because that cross but wasn't maybe, he, maybe that here cross, and there. That cross wasn't a whipping. It was more of a a chipping cross. Yeah, to feet. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. All your Very midfielders rarely. can make that pass. As in, yeah, your... but not a lot of our midfielders will find in wide areas making that pass. And it was also a one-on-one situation. Uh, most of the time, exactly. Trying to do That's why I think rather than putting the ball into the box. I don't, I, look again. We're gonna. Agree. I just. I just think what Cavani brings, no one else brings. Like he knows what the kind of ball that he would want if he was. That's why um, Lukaku was such a good um, crosser. Like that was one of the things that he was actually uh, really good at. And I was like, like, how does that even make sense? But really and truly, he knows the kind of delivery that he would want. And that's why he's able to. But to sell the reason why I say Bruno for me is because look, a, a striker like Cavani doesn't get goals without a Bruno. Just look at Cavani's track record and the teams he's played on. He's sure. always had a guy like that who can provide service for him. Cavani feeds off of service. The reason why Cavani hasn't scored, or it's this, this is the first time we've seen. Okay, yeah, Cavani has arrived to the league. Is because. He hadn't been provided with the right service. It's no coincidence that the, the the most recent goal Cavani has scored in the Premier League was an assist from Bruno. Cavani feeds off of service. Um, Bruno had the the cross for the first Cavani, Cavani's first. Exactly, goal. and even if you want to say that the cro- the cross was a shot, bro, it's that like directness. He's always got an eye for goal bro even even attempting chips when the keeper's off the line it's only clever players intelligent players that do that look yeah, yeah. i understand i tell but, you bro what, you know uh, that is a lot of that's like a a dividing uh like a divide in um and no 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 of course of course of course because a lot of people would say they hate the fact that bruno done that but me yeah 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 i actually like that, that no that but even on the on the on the like for being honest, when we look at Twitter, like a lot of fans are hating on what Bruno is doing. But like I've told you time and time again, like maybe maybe I I, I don't want to be too quick to say this and too rash to say this, but like I'm I'm leaning more and more towards Bruno every day than I am towards KDB. And it's just because I just think that what Bruno provides, what he's able to do, like when there's a player here who it, just like how Hazard was. But when a player can be dropped literally on every single team in the league and literally in an instant, I know he's going to improve that team. That's a player I want on my team. Game changers, man. Those are the hardest players to come by in this but team. We can say, we say that about KDB. Though. KDB goes anywhere in the planet and he makes that team a better team. Of course he does. But I, I don't think KDB has the, the same ability to carry a team. I think KDB is the better player overall because of body of work and stuff like that Bruno still has a long way to go but look Bruno is getting assists and he's got he's scoring goals as well and I think yeah. I think Bruno has the capacity to be better will be at least that number one number two spot in the league in terms of the best players and it just depends on whether United are able to provide a system provide the support around them but even in like even away from the game like my point about Bruno is not just about the Southampton game time and time again what Bruno does is that he is a unique player in the fact that he is producing so much numbers, but even with that 
attacking ability. And like we were talking about with the 10s, he's a 10 who actually likes to defend as well. He runs, he chases, he works hard, he presses. Yeah, he does, he does a lot of off-the-ball work. Like, and that is so important. And that's why I say when or if Bruno gets injured, you will see the biggest difference in any we'll single individual. We'll yeah. Get United. We'll, we'll see the biggest difference in a player leaving any single team. It like maybe as big as Van Dijk not being a part of even even Van Dijk not being a part of Liverpool. I think Liverpool are still capable of winning games easily. Bruno leaving. But that's a, does that does that does that speak more to how good Bruno is or how bad Oli is? The fact that he has to rely on a guy. I mean, like you're, I, because, again, you can't bro, look at the manager, just the manager, when it comes to construction of players. Look, at the end of the day, it's still construction the of the team. Though we're talking about team, not not. Yeah, yeah, construction player. of the team. You can't just say it's Oli's fault. I understand. Look, I'm not gonna get involved in whose fault it is per se, because I can understand the frustrations towards Oli because he has bugged out with certain decisions. So yeah, if you want to say he takes seventy percent of the blame, that's fine. But of course, the players have a major responsibility to do with the players, Ed Woodward, the board, of, for the players they've provided. Do you get what I'm saying? They have to take responsibility. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with your team being carried. Of course, you don't want that because if that guy... There is, injured, bro. That's the whole point. There is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? There because is, there is. There exactly. Is. When you have a guy like that get injured or when he has an off day, the whole team is, is, is fumbling. Like, yeah, they can't yeah. operate. And that's where I believe... You know, we, we Bruno deserves all the credit that he gets, but we can't say we're better off him carrying us than us having like a well-oiled machine. That's for me why I edge towards De Bruyne as well because he's like the key cog in a well-oiled machine. It feels like Bruno's like the diamond in a well-oiled machine. I, I even you know I, mean? I, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. I don't know if KDB is not in City. They can't win a game. They can't win games. Do you get what I'm saying? I think they can. Oh, they can. They can. They can. They can. And but that speaks to Pep though, not to the Bruyne. Do you know what I'm saying? If you put KDB on Man United and put Bruno in Man City, do, we, do you think um, KDB does what Bruno is doing? Same production? No, because he's not. He's not that type of player. He's not that type of player. But that's exactly but, that's but exactly because like, they're playing in the same position right now. But that's what I say. It just depends on what you value in it because it's hard to project what Bruno would bring to. I mean, KDB would bring to United, but. No, but that's why we have these. He's definitely more. That's he's right definitely right. more. Um, more careful with the ball. He doesn't um waste possession the way Bruno does. Um, I think he makes his teammates better more so than Bruno. Um, and I just feel like as far as us uh, approach play, as I always say, throughout a ninety-minute game, regardless of the moments throughout a ninety-minute game, the Bruno brings more. But as I said, Bruno, as you said, moments is. Like probably the biggest aspect of football, and Bruno, he knows how to have key moments, and, and that's you have the, to give him credit because. Of and it. that's where my point comes in that, then, and this is where then I can then start talking about Oli. Look, if you bring in a manager who can rein in Bruno just a tad, and say, I, I want you to maximize your chance creation, where instead of pulling off three out of six chances, you're pulling off five out of six chances and the reason why you're doing that is because you're making the killer pass in a better situation than just forcing it and that become that comes down to squad construction and all of that 
then boy, you've got a player on your hands and you've got a scare. I agree. But then we don't know. That's what I'm saying. It could also um, work in the opposite direction to where when you ask him to be more role specific, it might affect his production. Do you know what I mean? His production might go down because he doesn't have the free reign that he has um, under Oli. It mm. just depends on the way you perceive it. No, but I... listen, all the, the the Bruno slander, for me, it just shows um, that people don't know ball, man. Like, you can't talk shit about Bruno. Like, the shit that people talk about him, it don't make sense. You can point out his flaws. There's no flawless player. Do you know what I mean? You can point out, um, you know, the things that he can improve on. But mm. when people try and, you know, take the piss and, like, not understand the actual value that he brings... It just you just sound stupid to be honest. Yeah, you just sound stupid. 100%. 100%, But boy, um, what have you got anything else to add? Do you have anything? I didn't just to make my um, round up on Oli in it. I feel like he got the um the formation right, he got the lineup right. Only thing is obviously I think Cavani just started over Greenwood, but I can I can understand the logic with that. But um I just want to see Oli develop moving forward, fam. I don't, you know, I don't believe in him. Because he hasn't shown me enough. However, that doesn't rule out the possibility that he can improve and you know be successful with Manchester United. I want him to be successful at the club. We've got four wins on the spin now. I don't think we've had. Um, I don't think Oli's ever had three wins on the spin in the league. Oh. So this is this is the first time he's ever had three three wins on the spin. If he can beat West Ham, listen, we can kick on. I, I want Manchester United to be successful. So and now, if, if, to wrap it up, if you're ranking. Arteta, Oli and Lampard, what are your current rankings right now as managers? That's a good question. I think... it's a good question. I go... I, I have to go... Oh, Arteta at the bottom. Arteta at the bottom. He's at rock bottom right now. He's at rock bottom right now. Uh, yeah, I mean... We, we'll he's do, not doing that. We'll we'll do, we're going to be doing an Arsenal-Tottenham preview this week, and it's a... It'll, it'll be a it'll be a good one. It'll, it'll be get a, touched on. Good, good one. But um, I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd say Oli Lamps. You know, Lamps has shown um, as I see, you man have the best defensive record in the league. That just shows he knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? He's um, building blocks. Um, the, the funny thing is, we had such an improved defense last season, but we took steps steps back st- this season. Do you know what I mean? We need to see consistent progress. And um, yeah. you know, Lamps has um, been consistently improving. So. Got to give yeah. it a edge. How would you rank them? Same? Yeah, Lamps, Lamps, Oli, um, Arteta. Because at least with Oli, I mean, people say, yeah, it's vibes. But, uh, I mean, his vibes brings wins, isn't it? Right now, Especially Arteta, in big games. Arteta's trying to buy a win, do you get what I'm saying? Like, look, they... And they he can't buy a win. He they, can't buy a win. They, they scored and still lost. They they haven't been scoring. Aubameyang don't get And it was a centre-back that scored as well. It was from a corner. Yeah. So... Bro, um, yeah, I mean, Arsenal is something, I didn't want to touch on them in this specific pod, but something that during this week, as we lead up to the North London derby, we'll definitely discuss it and break it down with a couple of uh, of the guys we bring on. But yeah, man, that's that. Eyes on the Ball. Make sure you follow us on Eyes on the Ball TV on all our platforms, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you, you like, comment, subscribe. On page, hit do the all bell that button. Stuff. All of them beautiful things they are. You know what I'm saying? So, do all of that good stuff for us. It really helps us a lot. I can't reiterate how much it is important to us and just how we monitor what we need to talk about and what we don't need to talk about for the guys who watch us. Um, but yeah, Appreciate I mean, the I hope you ones, man. 
No, hundred percent, man. And like, we we see all you people who are still listening to the audio ones. Like we can see that some some people aren't only on the YouTube thing. So yeah, man, we keep bringing content for you, man. Uh, make sure to. I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, look forward. You're gonna look forward to. Or look forward to a lot of things that are going to be coming out this week. There's a lot of content that we've got for you, man. Um, yeah, man, I hope you like the episode centered around the tens or the death of the tens as we remember one of the greatest tens of our lifetime, really. Of all time. Of all time, yeah. So it's Probably D, actually. Depends. He's what, up there. Do we, do we regard Messi as a 10? Yeah, I think he's in. Yeah, I think Messi's a 10. I think I believe Messi's a ten. Look, look. It, but look, he's the bad bad to Messi. The bad bad to Messi. Yeah, I mean Messi, Maradona, Ronaldo, Pele. Of course, everyone has a time. And when when if if everyone's still allowed to discuss these things, it's it's an interesting look. Football is football is is I think much more different to basketball in the sense that I personally think that much more personal yeah it's much way basketball they like to make it um more personal than it actually is no they like to make it more personal than it actually is ah i watched this guy so this guy's the best when really and truly we we kind of seen we've seen the film we can kind of make a good judgment as to who the go is in basketball we can make a better judgment of it of course it is personal of course it is i'm not trying to take it away from anyone anyone's experiences in that but i think in football there's a wide array of players. Like, do you value goal scoring? Because there's some people who still say um, R9 was the GOAT because of the output. And if he didn't get injured, like, that's certified GOAT. So I'm calling it, you know what I'm saying? So it's all personable. Zidane doesn't have the stats, but for some people, he's one of the, he is the best to touch the, the game of football. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, and there's even some, I mean... <laughs> even Iniesta, bro. Iniesta for me... Is one of the greatest of all time, and his stats don't don't say much at all. Exactly. So it's just yeah, that's it depends what, on what you value. Yeah, exactly. And wh- where stats maybe aren't aren't the defining thing in basketball, but they're very very important and can tell you how good a player is. Stats don't necessarily tell you how good a player is in football, and that's one thing to definitely remember. But that's how we'll sign out as in the ball. We out.